0: Y'all ready? it gonna be, Chief. Whatever happened to am I my brother's keeper, huh? You know what happened to it? It became my people's keeper. A moment of information, impartation, and inspiration to uplift, encourage, and most importantly, empower. So am I my brother's keeper yes am i my sister's keeper yes oh yes i am my people's keeper hello 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 everybody what's going on we are here we are here we are back in the building this is yours truly will robinson here with my lovely and beautiful wonderful co-host the queen of the house hallelujah the chieftain of them all my beautiful wife Patrice. what's going on baby
1: (laughs) Hey, what's up? I'm Patrice Robinson, and I am so excited to be here again. Um, last time, I think I didn't tell you this, but I am from a small town called Olar, South Carolina. Just want to put us on the map just a little bit. Small town. <laughs> we don't even have a um, traffic light, but that's all good.
0: It's all good. It's about, if you're from this area, the PD area, it's about like uh, about like Society Hill, if that. They got one trap Matter of fact, probably a little smaller <laughs> than Society Hill. So <laughs> But uh yeah, she's from down there in that that big small city. Um and again, we you know, we met at uh Benedict College in Columbia, South right, Carolina. Right, right. That's how I was able to find this beautiful woman. Yeah. But uh you know But man, <laughs> she almost was without a job today. You know, um uh, my my our daughter was on the last episode and you know, Jamel was about to find <laughs> Smells <laughs> about the fire so. Hey, that
1: means I'm doing a good job If she can come in and do what she's That's doing right. Hey.
0: That's right, We're, you're doing yeah, a wonderful job I'm doing job. a good job but, um, <laughs> but shout out to 119 Media Group Definitely to all of the other uh, Definitely podcast family members Shout out to all of them uh, as well But definitely want to get started uh, With this third episode Of What Are We Up Against And uh, we want to just go ahead and really get into it um, This week's topic is Sex Trafficking Sex trafficking. Yeah, sex trafficking. Um, It's a uh, topic that has been arising for the last couple of years or so, Um, but definitely is something like all the other cases that we've been talking about, we've been dealing with. Um, It's something that's probably been going on for quite some time. And so now um, it is actually being put out there into um, into the ether waves and into the uh, forefront of the media. And so there's still information and data that we're gathering um, concerning sex trafficking. And definitely what we are going to talk about today, um, information about what sex trafficking is, also some statistics across the across the nation, and then also some in the state. So we're able to kind of talk about that, but also talk about what can we do to kind of protect our children not just our girls but our boys as well a lot of times when we talk about sex trafficking or we talk about anything that goes with sexual abuse a lot of times we we focus mainly on uh the girls but we also got to be mindful that there are boys and men are dealing with it uh as well and so um we're going to r- jump right into it baby i just want you to come on and um, definitely let's get into this topic about sex trafficking It's one of the things that we've been kind of talking about
1: Right. So, as a people, we deal with so many issues. So, this is week three of the podcast. So, we started off talking about police brutality. Then we talked about black-on-black crime. Now we're here talking about sex trafficking. It just goes to show, as a a people, we are just faced with so many different challenges. It Mm. seems like as soon as we try to get over one hurdle, there's another hurdle. And it's just something that's constantly plaguing us as a people. We just have so many issues. So let's talk about sex trafficking. Um, Human trafficking is a crime that forcefully exploits women, men, and children. According to the United Nations, human trafficking affects every country in the world. But it it doesn't have enough talk. Like, Uh um, in the past few years, there have been talks and trainings on it, trying to... um, Bring awareness to this issue But for a long time It has been pretty much swept under the rug Um, I remember going to a training um, I'm a social worker so, uh, social worker by profession I was about and to say
0: worshiper
1: I, <laughs> By profession And uh-huh. they have trained us To be aware of these issues Because even though you know We have learned that this is a billion dollar industry yeah. And so because uh-huh. it deals With a lot of prostitution They bring them to get Checked Check, Yeah so they tell us to look for signs If you see a young man or a young woman That's coming to the office to get care Are they Talking is someone talking for them If someone do it feel like they can't say anything Or can they be left alone Like we have to just pay attention to just those signs But before we get there let's talk about it There are 11 things I want to share with you about sex trafficking Trafficking involves transporting someone into a situation of exploitation This include forced labor, marriage, prostitution And even organ removal This kind of exploitation is known by a few names. Um, Human trafficking is also known as trafficking of person or modern day slavery. These are the names that are accepted by the United the United States Department of Health. It is estimated that internationally there are between twenty million to forty million people in modern day slavery. Wow,
0: that's a lot of people. It is.
1: Um, human trafficking is difficult because there are so many cases, but it's awfully, often undetected. So these things are happening and we see that kids are missing, but we don't know why they're missing. Sometimes um, they are runaways and those are the main targets that they target runaways.
0: And even with what you saying, even with, with the cases of them being missing, but they are actually functioning as if they're in a normal life. And what I mean by a normal life, just like you said earlier, you got people that bring them to the doctor. You got people that are in marriages through sex trafficking and you're thinking that they're just a normal family and it's just disguised, but it's actually they're being prostituted. They're in a situation that, you know, you really don't don't know unless you really, you know, are taking, uh, you know, take consideration of the actions that need to be taken to see. So I think that's that's just, that's, that's crazy. You got to, You know, even with the shows now, um, you know we've we've talked about some of the shows, Chicago PD, uh, other shows that have been bringing light to it. Right. So even though we're watching it as entertainment, it's actually trying to show us signs to watch out for in order for us to see if it's happening around us.
1: I always say though, even you know when we watch TV, we watch movies, we watch different little things. They're always showing us. Just a glimpse of what's really going on in the world yeah. Just trying to give us like a heads up Because the news Only focus on particular issues Or whatever right. But that is their way of showing us Insight. Look, pay yeah. attention Yeah, yeah, we're coming to entertain But this is also a way to let you know This is what's happening in the world Alright, so it um, Estimates suggest Internationally about point 0.4 survivors of human traffic, trafficking Cases are identified so all of these cases mainly go undetected. Like nobody knows what's happening. Some people don't know they're even living in it. I'm thinking about the women that are being um sex trafficked for prostitution or whatever, the ones that are forced um, in marriages. Right. And so imagine having children. Right. So do you think they make the children rip- carry on the cycle? It could be. Or do you think they raise them to take care take over the business? Like I'm just just I mean, makes me think.
0: I mean, if you look at anything that pertains to, um, you know, uh, situations like this that are not what we may call uh, morally right, you you, in order to keep it doing, keep it going, you gotta breed it. And then so if you're go, you going to breed it, you're going to make sure that whatever you're producing out of it actually take the lead to continue the cycle going on. I mean, that's just how the enemy works because, I mean, this is my people's keeper. I'm a, we are my pastor, so, you know, we want to talk about it. So that's what the enemy does. He got to continue to find a way to breed this and harbor this thing that he's doing in order to continue to produce what it's producing. Now, we, we're talking about just a portion of sexual uh, exploitation. We're talking about, you know. People putting people in marriages, you know, for, for the for, for the sake of sex. We're also
1: talking about labor, but now we're
0: jobs. So that ain't on top of that. We're talking about labor on <laughs> on top of that as well. And so when we start talking about those statistics and the um, labor trafficking statistics, you know, you're talking about, you know, uh, it's a $150 $50 billion uh, dollars in illegal profits per year from just labor trafficking statistics. Forced labor in the private econ- economic e- economy generates an estimate of $150 billion in illegal profits a year. The largest share of labor-trafficking adults are d- domestic workers, 24%, followed by construction workers, 18%, manufacturing workers, 15% are agriculture and fishing, 11% are sectors. Migrant workers and indigenous people are particularly vulnerable to forced labor. So when we see a lot of... Uh, You know, uh, migrants (laughs) working working in certain areas.
1: Now I'm always, now I'm wondering are they doing that job to provide for their family or are they doing that job because they are a force or they doing that job to keep their family safe or like, why are they doing it? And you know, we make a lot of jokes about them working for minimum wages and not, and working for small amounts. But now you never understand what people are going to, what's their story or whatever this person. Now it makes me, when I see situations, it makes um, definitely my antennas go, goes up. up. And then it's like, should I intervene? Right Let me say something Let me mention it something Let me just ask Are you okay Or something
0: so, so it's like It's all going hand in hand So you just said I don't know if they're working The labor To try to protect their family From If they're being sexually exploited Or whatever the case may be All of that plays A part in the role And again We see who Are the are The force The ones that are really Forced towards that I said this before and this is what I have to keep. It's not, a, it's not a, human, uh, a human issue. It is a systematic issue. We start talking about all of the things that we're up against. Again, all uh, black people are not um, bad or, uh, you know, to, to what we're doing. White, all white people, all that kind of stuff. But it is a systematic issue that we're living in that continue to produce these type of uh, issues and forces. Now, watch what takes place. It is not until it happened to a certain sector of people, then the attention begins to uh, arise amongst this. (laughs) I can't say it enough as, as, as a, as a, as as an African American, as a brother. And and again, am I my sister's keeper? Yes, Yes, I am. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, we are. Am I my people's keeper? Yes, Yes, we we are. are. So again, now, you know, um, the attorney general of the state of South Carolina, uh, Alan, attorney Allen Wilson, for the last several years uh, has been bringing intention to creating a task force um, in order to help bring awareness um, and type of structure towards human trafficking uh, in the state of South Carolina. Now, watch this. Now, we're talking about a national uh, national thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about here in South Carolina. Right. All right, and these are numbers that we have. The recent ones that I have is from uh, 2019. Now, watch this right here on the statistics as relates to the areas that are actually dealing with uh, cases from sex trafficking. So, looking at this, all right, here we go. Okay, so here we go.
1: What you you got? Florence.
0: You know, we down here in the PD. All right. Diane the PD talking. Diane the PD talking. Watch what happened. Florence, you got.
1: Okay, so why are you doing that? Let me share this. Who are the victims of human trafficking? Worldwide, women and children suffer disproportionately from trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, poverty, gender discrimination, mm-hmm. illiteracy, low levels of education, regional conflicts, And lack of job opportunities affect women in great numbers. Such conditions pressure women to migrate and make them particularly vulnerable to trafficking.
0: Now watch this. What you just gave us now Mm -hmm. is going to focus on the areas in our state that we're in and the people that we're talking to. So human trafficking case opened in South Carolina.
1: In South Carolina. How many cases we have open?
0: We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven cases in Steve, South Carolina. In South Carolina, South Carolina. Okay. I watch this in Aiken, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Where I pastor at seventy three point four percent of cases are open.
1: That's a high percentage.
0: In Aiken alone, Florence, South Carolina, mm-hmm. seven point eight percent. Richland County, seven point eight percent.
1: Okay, so these are broken down by counties.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Horry County, 4.7%. Mm-hmm. Greenville County, 3.1%. Jasper County, 1.6%. Lexington County, 1.6%.
1: Wow. Those are um, in yeah. Little South Carolina. Little South Carolina. We are battling with tra- sex trafficking. But I'm looking at Aiken. Aiken County got 73% 73 of cases open.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's not funny, but I'm just like. But you know what?
1: It makes sense because I think back to um, a few months ago, um, I was on social media and it was a lot of people sharing flyers of young girls that were missing. Uh And I can assure you at least three of them was from Aiken, South Carolina.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And so we look at this and we see that these um children are being forced into this world. Now, they may have home issues and mm-hmm. some people believe or feel because home life is not the best life, let me try the street life.
0: Yeah.
1: And so thinking that if I get in on the streets or whatever It may be better Or I might get introduced to something But what I've realized If it's too good to be true yeah. Then it possibly ain't good for you. You, you So they get out there And some of these young ladies Meet men who... Probably uh, pretend to show them the world Take them to dinner Take them shopping do, Give them mm-hmm. something that they're not, not used to And once they get them sucked up Into that Then boom they introduce them in this world And because they feel No one has never taken care of me like this Then this is probably What I should be doing
0: Right So I present you with, 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 uh, with gold Or I present you with something That's going to draw your attention Again, you're seeking for love, not understanding the dynamics of what's going on at the home. Again, we're talking about focused on who? People that are women. We're talking about children. We're talking about people that are in poverty. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about areas of people that they're dealing with. And you talking about young girls and young boys that come from homes where parents are probably struggling, trying to take care of them. They're on the, they're on in the, on the welfare. They're on the system. They're trying. They got, you know, they're taking care of not only their kids but they also got the parents working
1: multiple jobs, and so they're not home supervising like they're supposed to, or right. not giving the extra love that the child feel that they should need. So let's let's take this moment and let's empower a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to tell you. If you are that young girl that is struggling, if you are that young girl that needs love, if you are that young girl that's in a house or a guy or a boy that's in a house where you feel that you are being mistreated, that you feel like you are being abused, if you are in that situation, then we will suggest that you, if you're in school, let the guidance counselor know. If you are, um, if you attend the church, let yeah. your pastor know. If you are in any situation that you feel that you your life is um, threatened then you need to report that. go to the local DSS office or whatever go and get the help that you need but mind you also if you are a person in this situation where you just in a home where your parents are struggling meaning they are working multiple jobs to make sure you have clothes on your back and food on your table then that's something different so what we need you to do is reach out to local resources to help um there are a lot of job fairs and there are also a lot of um uh, food pantries or places where that can assist you um for those things and so that will help you right there to let you know that there are resources out there so you do not have to turn to the streets or turn to the pimp or Turn to the drug dealer. Or turn to these things that end up leading you to sex trafficking or putting you in situations that you don't want to be involved. And I know in.
0: it doesn't feel good. I know it doesn't feel good to always, if your your grandmother, your your parents are telling you that you ain't going away. You stand in this house. I would rather be. Uh, as the term would say, better safe than sorry. Right. And that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that you are better safe than us being sorry that we didn't do what we was supposed to do in order to make sure that you were protected. And so even with parents, you have got to get into a point, those that are guardians, we've got to get into a point to where we start having hard discussions with our children, explaining to them why I'm saying no. It's not that they, there's a point about you aren't, you aren't supposed to be cu- uh, questioning me because you in my house. No. They need to know how, how are they going to learn if they don't ask questions. It's about how you ask. Absolutely. So you teach them how to ask. When mm-hmm. they do ask, if they ask out of error. But you have got to, we have got to be better when it comes down to explaining to them why we're saying no. Right. I'm saying no because I know what it will do to you. Mm-hmm. If you go out with a group of people and you know, and you don't know who they are, they're smoking, they're drinking, whatever the case may it can lead to this I'm not saying that everybody that's smoking everybody drink are bad I'm just saying that there's some things that oftentimes happens when there are individuals in a group setting that are smoking that are drinking that leads to other things that causes damage to people and so even when we start talking about those things you got to go into detail to talk about why we don't want you to do because again we've got to protect our young girls we've got to protect our young boys and the state of South Carolina have been doing a great job they have I mean with the statistics and the numbers every time I turn them Remember, Attorney Alan Wilson is on the news Talking about what the new task force is doing They got pending cases in, in, um, in the courts As a matter of fact They got some cases disposed in South Carolina Closed with federal charges 35.3% Have been closed through federal charges um, Pled to lesser charges 29.4% um, Cases that were dismissed Was 29.4% Guilty pleas were 5.9% Mm. And as relates to pending cases in in South Carolina, um in Aiken, out of that 73%, that's 69.1%. In Richland County, there's 11.8%. These are pending cases in Florence, South Carolina, that's 7.4%, in Greenville County, there's 2.9%, in Horry County 2.9%, Lexington County 2.9%, Greenwood County 1.5%, Jasper County 1.5%. Was Greenwood up there? That was just you said that was just added
1: then? Right. So I guess as they get
0: information, they update. More, they update. And so we want to make sure that we bring awareness to this. And there are already individuals, like I said, state of South Carolina doing this, but there are also individuals and groups and organizations that are already putting things in place to help, you know, focus on making sure that we protect our children, make sure that we do what we can to, to make sure that information is, is needed. And again, I say to you, as we continue to empower you as my people's keeper to make sure that you Keep your eyes open Watch as the Bible says Watch as well as pray Yeah we're going to pray all day But we need to be watching We need to be watching And we need to be locking
1: Yes we <laughs> should always be alert Let me give you this example Let me, I mean, Matter of fact I'm going to tell you this real story So our children was walking home From school one day um, They normally don't walk But do for whatever reason We allow them to walk home This particular day And so they was like Mom there is someone Who puts money under their rug under the mat, um, Matt. the doormat, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What are you talking about?" So they was like, "Come, come see." So I went. I walk with them. So I literally see um, a neighbor with money under his doormat, like
0: literally placed.
1: And that. so I'm like, "Why is this?" And, for, and because who I am, who I am, and everybody. Red flags always stand out to me. I said, oh, no, something is not right with this. So I immediately came up with a game plan. You all would not walk to school. You all will not walk in this direction. Right. And when you go outside and play and you meet with other kids in the neighborhood, y'all are going to call and text each other before coming outside because this right here don't make sense to me. Like, why would you do that? Because the first thought that came to my head is this individual is doing this to lure kids into his apartment. Right. And so I don't know if this person is a part of the a sex trafficking ring. I don't know if this person is a sexual offender themselves. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is, but what I decided to do is I wasn't just going to stop there. I, um, I was going to report this behavior because I don't know if it's something You know, what I realized, if we see something and it brings um, a red flag, we need to report it. It is okay if you report something and you be wrong about it, Mm. but I prefer to be safe than sorry. So I reported this information um, where it needs to be reported. And so now when I see, when I walk past. There's no longer a mat at this person's door And so I don't know If this was like a probation violation Again I don't know I don't know my neighbor, so right. I don't know their backstory. But what I do know, a sexual predica- predator can be living next door to you and you don't you, know. know Somebody can be in this sex trafficking ring that's living next door to you and you don't know it. Right. So if you see odd behavior, report it. Um, you got to in- increase awareness. Right. When your kids go outside, I know sometimes that's a sigh of relief for you. To have quiet time But you might have to Open the window And you might have to Go outside with them Because you just don't know If you're being watched You don't know If your kids are being targeted Like we don't know So be be on on high alert And then if you see something Not necessarily going on With your child Or your family member But you see something going on With another child In the neighborhood Step in and intervene Because you might be the person That saved this person
0: better safe than sorry. And yes, I understand that there are people in this day and time that feel like don't nobody need to be telling me nothing about my children, don't be coming at me and all that kind of stuff. I rather you cuss me out
1: after I saved after your child's I saved life. Your
0: child's life, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll make up later. Even if we don't make up later, I'm glad to know that I can still see your child walking back and forth, or going to and fro, back and forth home. So that's what we are trying to make sure that people understand: do what is necessary in order to keep them safe
1: let me tell you about the, to, um, the characteristics of a trafficker yep. traffickers will compel their victims to accept a job through various forms of deception coercion or physical force traffickers de- uh, deprive their victims of the ability to consent and use physical force or psychological force legal or economic coercion to trap their victims into doing things that they don't want
0: to do wow Wow, And others is, you know, they'll be forced to live in uh, sober conditions, living in the same place as they work. Um, And these are just different ones as relates to just um, just to human trafficking alone, Um, making sure that they won't be allowed to talk to anyone alone, like you was talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. without supervision. So you got to make sure you just keep your eyes open uh, for, you know, your surroundings and what people are dealing with. I don't believe that God has placed us in uh, this world in order for us just to focus on us. All of us are here to help each other in some type of way. Again, we got to look out for each other. We got to make sure that we're paying attention in order to draw attention to what is going on, especially with human sex trafficking.
1: And we got to remember, this is it takes a village. So Excellent. we have to go back to the foundation. It was the reason why grandma was home yeah. and Auntie, Auntie was yeah. there. It was somebody always in the neighborhood. My family tells me all the time, it's your generation who started this daycare mess Because mm. we only allow family to keep y'all. That's right. And so I was like, Well, I don't live close to family to keep my children. So I had to we had to make an executive decision. Yeah. But they was mm. like, you know. When you're having children, you just got to be mindful who keeps them Mm -hmm. because you just never know. But, like, yeah, it takes a village. I remember going to school. My mom was at work But my auntie was home I got off to her house I had mm-hmm. an aunt that would help With her homework I had an aunt that would help um, Doing right. the nurturing And making sure we ate Or whatever right, right. So it took a village For us to be who we are And sometimes We have to go back to that So those parents Who work multiple jobs And your kids are latchkey kids Where they go home By themselves Set it up Because maybe That might be the same story For your next door neighbor And y'all can collaborate Together. And come up right. But with a plan that best suits both of you, because one thing I've realized that um, and I've learned this, the enemy plan does not change. He will still kill kill and destroy. destroy. But what we have to do is not we can't change either. So we have to stay vigilant. We have to pray constantly Mm -hmm. and we have to look out for each other because that's the only way we will be able to break these cycles from happening.
0: And go back to the root of it, like you just said, having it set up, even though the reason why many of us, you know, uh, have not gone back to our some of our local areas to live because there are, not, there are no opportunities there. There right. are no, no jobs there. And so definitely has put us in a situation to where we have to migrate to major cities uh, in order to try to live a decent life. And so with living a decent life, sometimes it feels as if you are all alone and you don't have anybody. And because of how the world is and not being able to trust anybody, you do and everything that you can in order to, you know, try to keep you know uh, make sure you maintain what you're maintaining but I, I think we got it we as we've been saying we got to get back to that and not and not, not realize understand that um, when we have those in the neighborhood to help you know with that it's it's not taking away the fact of you still being the parent it's not taking away the fact that you still being the mom, you still being the dad. At the end of the day, I had my both of my parents in my home. My mom and my dad, they both worked, all of that good stuff. But I still had people in the neighborhood that made sure that I, you know, I I didn't forget, you know, uh, what you know what not to do. I, they made sure they monitored or keep. I walked home from, you know, at the age of, of uh, in first grade. So my son, we talk about that. I walked from uh, my house. Come on, come away, on, Washington Street. At we was talking about that the other day. You know, let me know you went to Washington Street Elementary School. Without letting me know you (laughs) So You know I walked from uh, From home You know To To school In the first grade And so But again My aunt she picked us up from school. Mm-hmm. We packed up in that car. We went down to either the grandma house or either her house. It was always someplace designated for us to go to make sure that we still did our homework, make sure it was good until mom and dad got off work to pick us up. It was just a system that was in place. And so we got to get back into creating a system in place within the system. Because create the system is trying to take you. Go a back village. to the village. Yeah. Go
1: back to the village.
0: So, so that's why we want to just kind of just really... Uh, let everybody know on today, on today, uh, to make sure we create the village, go back to the village in order for us to be better safe than sorry. It's real out here.
1: It is. And also to keep in mind the average age a teen enters the sex trade is between the ages of 12 and 14. Mm. 12 and 14.
0: My daughter, 13.
1: Yes. So keep that in mind. Twelve, and many victims are runaway girls who were sexually abused as children. So let's deal with that issue as well.
0: So, we, so we're gonna jump in that. Uh, we're gonna, gonna another, deal with that another, another day. But we're gonna deal, we're gonna with, deal this with this that.
1: incest that be happening as well. Yeah. We got to do better, that. people.
0: We got to do. Got to do a whole lot better. Because there's a there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason behind the issue. There's a reason mm-hmm. for the reason. And so we got, we got to, we got to deal with, we got to talk about these things. We got to call it out.
1: Let's call it out.
0: Let's call it out so that people can be released, so people can be delivered, so people can be aware, mm-hmm. so people can begin to see and be vigilant in order for us to become better. That's right. My people, we're going to become better. We're going to do it now. Real talk coming out of us, but my people keeper, Listen, <laughs> we're going to push you to be better.
1: That's our whole purpose. Our whole purpose.
0: Listen, always making sure that we provide information, inspiration, and impartation that will uplift and empower you, my brothers and my sisters. This is me, Willie Thrill, signing off with my lovely co-host, as always, Patrice. (laughs) We out, and we'll see you on the next go round. As always, keep your head up, be safe, be blessed, and mind my brothers' keeper know what happened to it it became my people's keeper a moment of information impartation and inspiration to uplift encourage and most importantly empower so am i my brother's keeper yes am i my sister's keeper yes oh yes i am my people's key. Yeah. Drop the bomb on